This is the Apocalypse Survival Guide. We are here to help you survive the apocalypse. Which apocalypse, you ask? All of them, from A to Z. Each episode, we cover a different type of apocalypse and give you advice on how to survive. The rules are simple. We choose an apocalypse, depicted in a movie, and cover how you could survive that type of apocalypse. So stock up on supplies and get ready to survive. Hi, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And welcome to the bunker. On this episode, we are on to the letter T, and T stands for technological failure. No, I can't spell that. And the movie example is The Darkest Hour. It's the uh, Russian-American collab film back from 2009, I believe. And uh, it starts off on a plane. Apparently, we're all good movies start off, like Airplane. Uh, And we meet uh, our uh, two main men, who I'm going to call Speed Racer and Elvis. Oh, God. Elvis? Yeah, the, did that uh, dude play Elvis? He played Elvis in a movie. So. He did? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So he's, he's called Elvis for me. Nice. Uh, they're on a plane going to Mother Russia. Yeah, I was wondering how, with the actors that were in this movie, how they're going to pull off the whole Russian thing. Like, I thought maybe they were Russian, but now I get it. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're just going Americans to Russia. Going to Americans Russia. going yeah. to Russia. Uh, then when they're on the plane, the power goes out and then comes back on. Spooky. Hmm. The first scare is always fake. It's a movie rule. The first scare is always fake. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. I'll take your word so for I've it. So I found. So then uh, we cut to uh, Speed and Elvis. Uh, are, we learn they're software designers, and they're trying to sell an app for globe-traveling people. So they're in Russia, I guess, trying to get some Russian company to invest money in their app because yeah. that's where the hey when you think of where am i gonna go to sell technology russia russia is, yeah that's the place mm-hmm. the, the thing though i and i even wrote this down when they were that that app is actually a really cool idea for an app it, it is, is actually a pretty cool idea. obviously it's not something that's gonna be viable now because if it hadn't already been created sure there's like copyrights and shit like that because I would, of this movie but it was it's a good idea i'd be shocked if it wasn't already created before the movie yeah, because sure if this guy came up wrote this movie and then came up with this great great app at the same time why wouldn't he be selling the app because yeah maybe he's doing both he's maybe crushing he it maybe he's crushing the game and this movie was just a ad campaign for his application you never know wow that is that's fucking smart marketing there uh so then we go to the meeting and uh, robocop is there Trying to steal uh, their idea for the travel app. Did you notice he had a little bit of a Russian accent at first that went away later? Well, he, <laughs> yeah, but he was, I think he was Swedish, we come to find out. Oh, really? So it's Americans English and English and Swedish in Russia. Because uh, some people had like an English accent. At least one of them did, I think. Maybe it was Australian. But oh, that was the girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how she got there. She was a traveler as well. So she was, I don't know if she was. Well, she, I don't know. Anyway, um, 
And then we meet the two ladies, um, Judge Anderson from the better Judge Dredd movie. Oh, <laughs> but it'll be. Yep. And yeah. that chick from Transformers. I, I have no idea who she is. But she was, you remember she, you remember in the original Transformers, she was the computer girl. No, I don't mm-hmm. remember that. Holy but that's who she was. That was way too long ago for my old memory. Transformers was like 10 years ago. I think it was older than that. But yeah, still. probably. But they're also in Mother Russia. Um, and then we cut to a bar, and shockingly, the two main guys and the two main girls, they end up in the same bar. They're using the same app. Oh, which, that's, that's right. Yeah, that's because right. when they're right, when the two guys are riding in the cab, they're scrolling this app. The app is kind of almost like a uh, like a party in a in a foreign country, foreign city kind of app. Like if you're a business person who travels a lot and you're in a foreign city like Moscow and you don't know anything about it, but you want to have a nightlife, check this app out. Find people in the area who are similar to you. Da 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 da. And the, the hot spots to go to. So, and they see these two girls on the app. They've like logged in or whatever the hell it is. And yeah, they all end up in the same place. That's so. true. Well, he did say it's for the globe, what globe traveling person. So, yeah. you know, I would assume that they would have scouted out this location. Yeah, but here's my question I'm being serious. How do these two guys know that this is the place to be if they've never been to Russia? That was. The worthless little rat. I don't know. I just I I, I can't come up with a word derogatory enough to describe Emil Hirsch. I just hate him. I think he's a weasel. Um. But anyway, his job with the company was to do the research to find the hot spots. The other guy was like the programmer and shit. That's true. The one that wrote the app and did all. Elvis that. was the brains, and Speed Racer was just the cool kid that knew what was cool guy yeah which you could argue is legitimate because i'm just saying the the programmer app guy may not know what's in or hip i'm not saying that he's a bad kid i'm just saying that he knows how to do everything but he has the concept of people who want to go to places but what's cool i don't know my boy knows that's a good point you know he doesn't have the social uh social aptitude that the uh, other kid has. I mean, you could argue almost like making a game. Like if one guy knew how to make the code and the characters and all that stuff and he could do it, but he doesn't know what's, you know, like a cool character or design or whatever. Someone else may be that person, like an artsy person who becomes the designs. That's a, that's a good analogy, actually. But like, let's say guns. Like you have a guy who like, hey, I'm really good at writing programs and making games, but I don't know anything about guns. And then you have your gun uh Consultant, oh, I can help you with the guns. This is a, you know, whatever, an M4. This is an AK-47. This is this kind of pistol. Just make it look like this and put it in the game. This is what it does. So, yeah, he's a consultant, basically. Fair enough. Uh, And then we find out that Robo Douche is also (laughs) at the bar. Yeah, because he uses the app as well because he just stole it from him. He did. Um, Then they, they insult each other. They get into, like, a little... Shouting match, and it's on, no, no, because Speed and Elvis are pussies, and there's no punches thrown, <laughs> even though they mentioned earlier that this app was going to make them a $10 million company. Like, overnight, $10 million. I will fuck a dude up for $10 Or $50 million. Million rubles, or whatever the fuck yeah. the conversion is. Yeah. But for $10 million, you're just going to get a little pissy? Mm-mm. I'm going to knock some fucker out. Yeah. 
Ten million dollars. Like it's cool, man. Don't worry about it. No big deal. He turned it on fucking stool crack right across their yeah <laughs> bottle of Smirnoff or something um just i'm not you know just because they're in russia um so then uh the main guys meet the main girls and the drinks start a flowing you know where this is going uh then they go to take a selfie everything goes wrong when you start taking selfies <laughs> and then the power goes out let that be a lesson yeah as soon as they hit that button for the selfie on a camera did you know it was a camera? yeah it was an actual camera i didn't notice it and it was 2011. The movie was 2011. So were people still taking? I never took a selfie. I don't take selfies. But were people taking selfies and cameras in 2011? I couldn't no phone. Tell you, and I've never done a selfie ever. I mean, all right, fair enough. Um, and then the power goes out, and we learn. I'll just throw it out now that all technology is out. Hence, technological failure. Cars, phones, watches, everything that's electric, battery powered, shuts off. Um, it shows everybody stepping outside. There's some strange overhead lights, kind of like the northern lights. Yeah, that was exactly what it looked like at first, um, except they, for yellow. Yeah, yellow, but yellow, I got put, but yellow. And how um, did everybody know to go outside at the same time? It's like, it was just like a mass migration outside to look at the sky. I mean, let's be realistic. You're in a bar, the power goes out. God dang it, let's just made it. Wait a minute, it'll come back on. Ah, shit, it's not coming back on. All right, let's get our stuff together and find another bar. They all walk outside like, ooh, ah, almost as if they were going out there for the purpose to look at the sky. It was it was just strange. Was maybe little, they were just trying to speed it along, and yeah. they were maybe instead of showing them sitting there for five minutes, like, well, it ain't coming back on. And they leave, they're going outside anyway to see because it's dark-ish, and then they see the lights and look up. Yeah, true. Maybe. True. Yeah. Um, but then they see there's falling balls of yellow light that are, that are coming down from the sky. Um, one of the ball lands on the street outside the club, I guess, because they're still close to the club. Mm-hmm. And then it disappears. Like you can't see it, so to speak. You got uh, two cops are there and they approach it. Uh, one cop probes it with a baton. And the baton and the cop disintegrate. Yeah. And then wisely, everybody screams and runs. <laughs> yeah. I got I would, I would have to say, even I would do that. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Because <laughs> um, that is a very effective way to kill the dude literally turned to like, I don't know what they turn into. Almost ash. Yeah, I called it dust later. Yeah. Like, like an ash and dust. Sure, like an like a black dust that they just turn into immediately. just takes over their whole body from one end to the other. It's pretty impressive. So, yeah, that, that would it's pretty, pretty scary. And then the second cop who, if you notice, pulled his gun, racked it. Yes, I did notice. Like what cop carries a gun yeah. around with a empty chamber? But you never know. It's a rule in Moscow. Maybe it's Moscow rule. Yeah, yeah. The same guys that walk around and I've heard and tap on you in with an AK forty seven for traffic stops. So you never know. Yeah, right. But I'm sure their pistol's not loaded <laughs> or racked. I'm sorry. Um, he takes it. He tries to shoot a yellow one of the yellow balls, and his bullet disintegrates. So it shows right there that you just can't shoot at these things. Um, then you see ball vision. Because it kind of shows the way the ball is looking. Uh-huh. Um, everyone looks kind of like a yellow outline. And then the background's kind of gray. And then uh, Ball Boy starts chasing people and disintegrating them as he's going. So uh, then we cut to the main cast, of course, and a bunch of extras that run back to the club because... They need to get disintegrated. Somebody has to die, right? Well, yeah. I mean, someone's got to die. I have some extras in there. Uh, and then Speed and an extra, because, you know, that's what he is. 
they lock the doors and then they get thrown back when the ball boy blows the door open. Yeah, because it it blows and then there was uh, there was like water, almost like fish tanks, but, with, yeah. but no fish. Yeah, it didn't seem like there was fish. Was Just it? like but for it was fact, like, like a bubbling wall. Yeah, yeah, like a fountaining thing on either side, right? Well, and at this point, obviously, it's showing that this is an energy based type of alien. Yeah, I guess we could. They never really. I guess they kind of say it, but it's, I guess they're aliens because you see them in the sky, and then they fall to the ground. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, right from that, I mean, you guess you're assuming they're aliens, but this is one thing, and I have this in my notes that I really already at this point appreciated about the movie because I'll be honest, I thought this movie was going to be just fucking horrible because I don't like Umiel Hirsch. So I just judged the whole movie based on that. But I'm already somewhat entertained at this point. I'm like, okay. Not bad. Yeah. Some originality. These things that are coming down out of the sky are energy-based, something that I have, and, and it's not my idea. I heard this from some other scientist years ago, but it stuck with me. When we think of aliens, and rightfully so because we are humans and we go off of what we see and what we know, we always think of them as being a carbon-based life form of some sort, uh, whether it be you know lizard-like or the the gray-faced alien type or another humanoid alien type pick whatever you want we think carbon-based where it has flesh and blood and you know some sort of nervous system and so on and so forth but there's just there's such a with all that we don't know about the cosmos and the universe um it's highly likely that there's going to be energy-based life forms out there that aren't flesh, blood, and all the other things. They're actually based on energy. Uh, energy that is somehow figured out how to, you know, um, that's what I'm talking, thinking of. We're just coagulate. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it just comes together Congeal. into a mass and has some sort of intelligence. And that's what the aliens are showing in this are, for the most part. They looks as if they're energy-based aliens, which I just, I was, I really liked that concept and the fact that they're using that um so yeah i agree it was it was a uh a unique take on a typical genre and i don't mean that in a bad way it was just you know it was different they were trying to think outside the box yeah it was your standard old alien and then with what made me think of that is when they blows the door open you can tell that everything that it does it uses energy for you know, it's vision, it's attacking, it's, you know, it's mode of transportation, it's invisibility. It's all, all through, it's all energy based. Yeah. You're, yeah. So then, uh, I guess water from the display case gets thrown on the floor and it kills the extra. I was sad. I was hoping to get oh, to know man. that guy. I know. He looked interesting. Yeah, I know he did. Um, so then the uh, survivors run to the bar and the bartender quickly makes a Molotov cocktail. But they're in Russia. So is it just a cocktail? <laughs> I mean, you know what I mean? It's like everywhere else in the world, you have to call it a Molotov cocktail. Right. But in Russia, it's just like it's just a flaming cocktail. Yeah, it's just That's a cocktail. A terrible Russian accent, but it's like Brazil it's nuts. In Brazil, they're just nuts. So this is just a cocktail, <laughs> right? You know. But he throws it at the ball bag, and uh, you know it. Uh, the fire seems to kind of stop it from moving forward a, a little bit. Um, it stops Ball Boy from moving forward. Uh, then everyone runs to the back of the uh, club, and Robo Douche uh, decides to shut the door and save himself while some innocent girl 
dies. Oh, that was his date. Was that his date? That 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 big titty girl mm-hmm. who had a very gratuitous running scene for us in her mm-hmm. low cut top. That was very nice of the mm-hmm. director. I appreciated that. Oh yeah, yeah. That was his date. So she ran to the back room and he was running with her and then he's like, Oh shit, there's one of those aliens. He made no hesitation to sacrifice her. Yeah. You know, I can't say I disagree with him completely. No. <laughs> uh but then we go back to the bar and the bartender throws another cocktail. Flaming cocktail, if you so. And then Ball Bazaar decides to shoot a proton torpedo or whatever. And he blows yeah. up the bar. Um, so then the main cast decides to run through the hole in the wall behind the bar. And Speed saves the bartender because he's a swell guy. Yeah. Good guy, that Speed Racer. You know, because Douche, Robo Douche, doesn't save his date. Mm-hmm. But Speed, good guy, main character, saves somebody. Yeah, uh, classic the, establishment mm-hmm. of good and bad yep. characters. Yep. Then the gang hides in the basement, and then uh, oh yeah, yeah, the bartender's arm is disintegrated. You know, I don't know if you noticed that from the the ball bazaar blast that his arm was disintegrated. Yeah, he was kind of like right on the edge of the blast that came through, so he just took his arm yeah, it off. took his arm off. So I was actually hoping it's not his favorite jerking hand because you know that'd be yeah. devastating. It didn't last long, so it didn't matter. Well, well, hold on now, and I wrote, and then Robo Douche joins them because he's banging on the door, and they let him in. Yeah, hey, he's like fifth build or whatever. You know, he's going to be in the movie for a while. Um, and then uh, Robo Douche says that they're being barbarians and they're disintegrating everyone. <laughs> You're holding on to that one, weren't you? <laughs> oh, keep. <laughs> Keep paying attention. Keep paying attention. They're not done yet. Um, And then the movie goes to black and the end. And it was... uh, Yeah, it was unfortunate. I guess they just died in the basement cellar. Oh, no, no. They cut back to the cellar, and then they say it's Saturday. Um, They're wrapping up the one-armed bartender in plastic wrap. They don't actually say that he's dead, though. So, I mean... (laughs) They just get tired of listening to him groan. Tape his mouth. You know what? Don't stop there. (laughs) That's what I mean. They could have, like, a passing... I I get that he's dead, and I get why they wrapped him up. Yeah. But not even, like, a passing comment, like, before that. Oh, no, he didn't make it. Or, oh, he's dead. You just see him wrap him the fuck up. I mean, I'm assuming they're not statistic fucks, but you never know. Yeah. Could you at least give me a little throwaway line? Like... He's dead. A throwaway line. You know. I did, I did like that they, uh, the idea to wrap him, though. That was a good idea. Yeah. They don't know how long he's going to be down, that they're going to be down there. Um, they at least have a few more days of food left. Bar, bar, you know, what do you call that? Just bar food type stuff. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, like, um, like, kind of like olives and lemons olives and, and yeah. shit like that. Stuff that goes in drinks. Maybe so, I mean, it's just and... that, but they have enough to get through a few days. So they're like, he's dead. We don't know how long we're going to be here. We got saran wrap. It's a good idea. They wrapped him up and then they duct taped it around to keep the, contain the uh, uh, decomposition and the smell. Uh, yeah, I, they did. And I also think it was, you could argue in a way it was um, the best way they could, I don't want to say honor, but the best way they could treat the body with care instead of like just throwing it in the corner and covering with the tarp. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. not, you know, it's sanitary and you can't bury it because right. you're not going to be able to chip away at the basement, concrete. Yeah. So, but I, you know, but again, 
nice throwaway line would have been okay. Like, he yeah. didn't make it, as opposed to just, they're <laughs> wrapping him up. I hope he's dead. Yeah, wait a minute. Is this like a game they're playing? Why are they wrapping that guy? <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they're into, but that's crazy. <laughs> and then we cut, they show Sunday, then Monday, then Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, then they say it's been 27 hours since they last heard Balls of Fury. And... Uh, <laughs> That they're almost out of food because remember, Speed hands the Transformers chick to the can of olives since it's our last one. Yeah. So obviously, again, olives bar type accoutrement or yeah. little you know side dish things, yeah. but they're they're running out of that. Um, they decide it's time to go out, uh, so they open up. They come out into the bar. Everyone's gone. Everyone's dead. Um, Speed finds a purse, which I thought was perfect for him. <laughs> I agree. Talk about beta male. Yeah. Such a yeah. And then he loads up on vodka and rags for, for cocktails, just regular cocktail, flaming cocktails, if you want to call that. And then if you notice, everyone has a backpack. Uh, exactly. The uh, the one dude, what are you calling him? Robocop. Ro- Robodouche. Yeah. Robodouche, just all the stuff. I mean, the so the tech guy, he had a backpack. He had a backpack. When they landed, when they were going to the meeting, so I get it. You know, he's a he's a techie geek. He's got his little backpack with his laptop and and electronics in and shit. And he's had it with him the whole time because they don't show him go to a hotel. They go straight from that fouled meeting to the bar. Correct. So sure, he brought his backpack with him. Maybe totally plausible. Now, douchebag. Speed Robo finds douche. the purse. Speed, Speed finds the, the purse, which yep. is like you said. Okay, perfect, they showed it. Fine, perfect bolsa for him. Yes, and then uh, yeah, Robo douche just like. Uh, is it a good idea to leave here? Puts his backpack. I'm like, where the fuck did he get a backpack? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> if you notice, though, when they're walking out of the bar and they show like a from behind the like a back shot, and they're all walking away. Speed has his purse. Elvis has got his backpack, which I'm like, where did he get it from? But that makes sense. Robo douche has a backpack. Uh, the Transformers chick has a backpack. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't. And that. Um, Judge Anderson has uh, like a big duffel bag purse just like speed okay so everyone has a bag where the fuck did they get all these bags like and they really never came out from behind the bar at that point no it's like they're just laying around (laughs) they didn't show them like picking up bags like and dusting them off yeah you know with people dust people dust or anything like that like where the fuck did they get all these bags listen (laughs) a good backpack is you know indispensable because it you carry shit Hell yeah it, all your arms are free and if it's a good one you can strap it on it's great but again where the fuck did they get <laughs> these backpacks that bar. three two, two backpacks and another purse that we we have no idea yeah so that bar was called like zubaz or some shit i don't oh, know yeah, what it's called yeah. you know what i bet that means in russian <laughs> it's the backpack bar <laughs> You have to bring a bag. It's the bag bar. The bag bar. The <laughs> bag bar. Bring a bag. Yes. That's why the balls want to go there. Yeah. Ball bag. Ball bag. They're yeah, like, hey, yeah. man, this is a perfect place for us. We can co- we can just kind of cozy up in here in the mm-hmm. in the ball bag. Mm-hmm. Cozy in the ball bag. Uh, let's see. Then we cut to the city street, and our obligatory yet still cool apocalyptic scene because I like is abandoned abandoned street with the cars. Doors open, trunks open, scattered all over the place. I thought yep. it was pretty cool. Yep. And they showed people dust everywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm around. Yeah, I showed it as people dust. Um, so uh, then we cut to our gangs running through the streets, trying to get to the U.S. Embassy. They decide they want to go to the U.S. Embassy. 
and here's where I have a top tip for what happens in this scene. Do you notice that the one uh, Judge Anderson girl, Mm -hmm. she's she's trying to run in her heels, and they're obviously not shoes for running in. So she takes them off. Now, it's Moscow. It's fucking cold there pretty much all the time. Even when it's warm there, it's cold there to us. And she takes her shoes off and starts running around the city. Not only that, you're running around a city where there's, like, stuff about, you know, possibly glass and everything else. I rush. It's a clean city. <laughs> yeah, Moscow. Sure Sorry, Moscow. Spotless. Uh, my top tip is always take care of your feet. Feet is a number one priority. I mean, if you talk to anybody in the military, they, they, they tell them that. Take care of your feet because your feet feet will kill a soldier. Feet will kill a person. So even in an apocalyptic world, if you're going to be out for an extended period of time you're not holed up somewhere you're actually out on foot take care of your feet don't run fucking don't run around barefoot first of all unless it's like no other option and it just happens unless you're fucking uh john mcclain (laughs) do not run around barefoot (laughs) well i had that anderson falls because you know She's uh-huh. in her fuck me heels, uh-huh. which are no good for the apocalypse. <laughs> oh, I fucked your joke. No, up. you're fine. I mean, which <laughs> fuck me heels? They're great. They're, they're great for what she was going to be doing, but not good for the apocalypse. And then, like you kind of hit on, Anderson decides to John McClane it, and she's running around barefoot. <laughs> I stole that from you too. Yes. Yeah. I'm sorry, but see, but it's just because we think alike. But take, I'm I'm taking away the the metal and the glass and the normal city trash that's probably not safe to run barefoot in she is definitely let's say it's the cleanest city in the world moscow is and maybe it is i don't know i've never been there i'm not shitting on moscowians but (laughs) cleanest city in the world she is however still running around on people ash and that's gross that is gross i'm just throwing it out there of everything definitely gross even if it's the cleanest city in the world yeah people ash and how do we know that the people ash doesn't still contain what that person like are you running on like hep c and that's what i i got later i'm wondering are you running on an std yeah right you know can you catch it through your feet dry jizz i don't know um and then we counter encounter a crazy old lady who is breaking up her window from the inside now they're in the middle of moscow like downtown like this isn't like on the suburbs or some rural area this is downtown right where the fuck did she get the bricks, the cement, and the trowel? Do Maybe, Moscowians just have that shit laying yeah, around? Like, just in case. You, you never know when you have to brick up window. <laughs> See, in America, we're like, yeah, we, we'll throw up some plywood and shit. And I'm not fucking Russians, Them man. fuckers are hardcore. Yeah, everything they do. So well, you know. it's bricks. They just keep bricks in their basement and mortar and you know. a trowel. Yeah. Like she wasn't, yeah. <laughs> she wasn't just things. stacking them. She was fucking cementing her yeah. ass in. Whatever. Um, then they go to cross a bridge, and the uh, a Russian battleship has smashed in the bridge, destroying it so they can't cross. Mm-hmm. I thought that was, you know, a pretty cool scene. Yeah, another cool apocalyptic scene. They did have cool, very, as you call them, obligatory apocalyptic scenes. They did pretty good with those. And then I noticed, I don't know if you noticed, but the Transformer chick was questioning whether she should they should stay with these guys because they don't know them. You just spent four to five days together in a basement where every everybody above you thought was dying. You didn't get raped. Yeah. No bad shit happened to you in the basement. 
But now you're concerned about being with these guys? Now I'm, I'm even serious. Yeah. Now that you're out in the open and everybody's concerned with survival, now you think they're going to be rapey? There's three dudes and two chicks. And let's be honest, combined the two chicks maybe weighed 80 pounds. Yeah. Now you're concerned about they make it a little weird? Yeah, exactly. I yeah. mean, the in the basement, the rapey time probably. And I'm not, yeah. I, we're not advocating anything like that. But that's the time it probably would have happened. Right. Not as you're running from street to street, you know, hey, you know, uh, being in a basement locked, being locked in a basement with you doesn't do anything for you, but running around the streets looking at destruction, I feel a rape coming yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> now, if she would have said, are you a British soldier? Then maybe. Oh, man. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Were you in the British regular? Because... I don't know. I've I heard bad things about days that. later. I saw her. Very rapey. <laughs> I can't go a whole month without raping something. So then the gang turns back and they find a cop car. Uh, Elvis and Speed run to it for supplies. Because um, the, uh, they say I have a better map. Maybe the cop car has a map. I don't know. So then they find a crowbar. It's. I mean, it's possible. Somewhat good thinking. It's possible. I mean, you look at a normal car and it doesn't jump out to me that like that's going to be full of useful supplies or a map. But a cop car, it, it could. makes me it's think. Yeah. But uh, anyway, they find a crowbar inside the driver's compartment. Uh, thank you, thank you. He's going through the the driver area and he pops the the glove compartment, I think, and pulls out a full size crowbar. I can't remember if it was a glove box or under the seat, but the point is, why are you keeping a crowbar yeah. in, now in the trunk, oh, man. but they find a crowbar. And it wasn't a tire iron either. It was an actual crowbar. Had the hook on one side and the pry thing on the other side. It was fucking total, yeah, crowbar. I don't know what Russian cops have to do on a daily <laughs> basis, but I don't think a pry bar is, I don't, maybe, maybe I'm wrong, but yeah. I think it'd be in the trunk. Maybe they, I don't know, maybe they crack people with it. Who knows? Um, and then they pry open the trunk. They find a map. Mm-hmm. Uh, they take some road flares, and they leave the fucking Kalashnikovs. Did you see that in the trunk? There was a rack of two yeah, Kalashnikovs. I did. I did. Um, and they've only at this point briefly seen. Okay, we no, they haven't seen. Even, have they made it to the mall yet? No. This so they haven't on. even seen that. Okay, they have briefly seen one. Or were they? Had they already ran at the point that the cops started shooting? They were there, but they started to run. I don't know if they actually saw it or not. Let's just say they did. Yes. Let's just say they saw it, and they saw one cop fire one round from a small caliber pistol at this energy ball, and it wasn't effective. Yes, I'm still at that point not going to go. You know what? Firearms are absolutely useless. I do not want that assault rifle. No. Not not yet. I mean, yeah, give it a shot. Give me that assault rifle. I'll see for myself if multiple rounds are going to work. If one of the one of the, the the you know balls of fire are coming at me, what does it hurt if there's no other choice to shoot it? Sure. I it's, mean, what is it? It doesn't. It doesn't hurt. No. Maybe it, it doesn't make it better. Maybe it doesn't work. But you're not like sitting there sucking your thumb waiting to die yeah you're doing something and later it later when we see other people shooting it it seems to at least have a stunning effect on the balls of energy doesn't 
hurt them necessarily, but it seems to stun. Yeah, at this point, they have they they don't have any further information, but they decide to leave. The only type of and let's just look at it this way: it is a weapon. Yes, you have zero. They have zero weapons at this point, except for the crowbar that they found laying on the passenger seat or wherever the hell it was. But they have no weapons, and they're just going to leave a weapon behind. Yeah. Yes. Poor choice. And again. We don't know what you're going to encounter, and not every person, even in the apocalypse, has good intentions. Right. So right. if you encounter some bad people, obviously yes. they don't because that, it's a, you know, yeah. huggy Disney apocalypse, but you never know. <laughs> and that's something we touch on all the time. There's always, in a, almost every apocalypse, I mean, we haven't mentioned it in a while, but it's. I think we have co- have covered it that in every apocalypse, there's almost always a secondary enemy. Yes. You have your primary obvious enemy of the apocalypse or event. Then you have your secondary enemy. And the secondary enemy a lot of times is other people. A lot of the time. It's yes. other people. So a gun is always good against your secondary enemy. It's never bad. Right. Not just because we're gun guys, but in this case, it's never bad. Yeah. So anyway, then they, they see a dog run by, and you see it start barking at something. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the bulge in Malinois gets destroyed. Um. <laughs> God. I'm not done. Uh, Elvis, You're still not done. Uh, no. Uh, then Elvis's speed hide behind the car, uh, um, and then we see more ball vision, and they look peek out, and he can the the ball sees the their their glowing energy. Um, then they hide underneath the car, and uh, then also when Ballsy gets close to the cop car, we see the police lights and the car lights start. You know, flashing on and off. Being energized. Being energized, yeah. Yeah, by the energy that it, it carries with it, yeah. So uh, the ball boy leaves. Um, it it then shows through the, the ball vision um, that the ball cannot see through solid objects, it appears, because when, it's look, when it shows them from a distance and they're hiding behind the car, he doesn't notice them until speed peeks out mm-hmm. and he sees his energy. Then he goes for the car. And then when they're underneath the car, you can see he can't see. Yeah, two things that stood out about this scene. He, it, it, did you see when he was approaching it from the front? He actually could see through the outer like skin of the car and actually could see the engine. Right. It's like he looked past that. But then once he got up on top of it, yeah, it was like there was too many too layers, many layers or something. Yeah. He couldn't see all the way to the bottom. But one thing that I, I noticed and I was like, oh, good. They're, they're actually staying true. Because we've seen it so many fucking times that we're like, you know what? You people are the ones writing this movie. You're setting the rules for this movie, and you're not holding to your own rules. Well, in this movie, the rule that they have set is the aliens are energy-based. So I was happy to see that when the alien basically climbed up and over the car, it didn't have any weight. Did you notice that? The car didn't like – it didn't move – it didn't sink. It didn't like you know compress down from it being on top of it. The lights didn't break as it went over it. It had no weight. It went right over it with no weight as energy would. I was like, oh, awesome! No gravitational energy or weight from the energy ball. You know, when it came over and got in the trunk, it, it made the trunk go down. It did make the trunk lid, yes, go down. But, but it was like they didn't show. No, it didn't show like like pushing the car down like, like the closer screens. to faces or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, that's and that's what I expected to see right. as it was approaching. I'm like, oh great, it's gonna climb up on it. They're gonna show the springs compress, the hood crumple in, the lights on top are gonna smash and break. It didn't do that. I was no, like, it didn't. Oh. I was like, okay, good. So They're I, actually yes. kind of keeping with some of the physics of this. 
Yes. So, uh, yeah. So it did kind of, at least it did follow its own rule. Yeah. And the other thing, going back to the dog, too bad they couldn't have captured it because a top tip I've thrown out several times. They're in the good past. eating. <laughs> They're good oh, eating. no, no. no. Sorry. Sorry. Don't eat your dog. Sorry. No. Sorry. Dogs are always good to have because what was that dog doing? Warning. Alerting uh-huh. them to the danger. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. I know. So, yeah. anyway. People, can, they can show people die, but not poor doggy. No, not dogs. Um, so then Elvis and Speed, they meet back up with the others. Um, they're inside a mall. A fucking huge mall. Well, you Beautiful know. mall. Moscow. All the place to be. and shit. Wow. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, they find the, com- the crashed commercial airliner. It was was a cool looking scene. It was a cool apocalyptic scene. But we saw this in another movie and we bitched about it. If an airplane crashes, it's not going to be in one piece. It's not going to be just sitting there. They didn't show it. They they just showed the nose of it and then the building collapsed around it so the back half could be someplace else technically. They just showed I'll, like the front nose with I'll the glass broken and scratches on it. <laughs> yeah, I'll give you that. But what was it? I think it was the uh, the fucking Anakin movie. Oh, Killer Shadows. Yes, the Killer Shadows. Isn't that one where they, they showed it? Seventh Street. Well, they showed I can't a crash. They sh- he was outside, and all of a sudden the plane just comes down, and it crashes in the distance. And we were hoping it would land on him. <laughs> yes. Then it wasn't that one. There's another movie where they show a plane is like. A, a, an airliner plane like that is crashed, but it's all in one piece. It's just like it just it just crashed into something, and that's it. But planes, as we know, don't crash like that. When they crash, they they come apart. They completely almost just disintegrate. They I don't remember. Blow I believe you. I just don't remember so many pieces. I mean, we've seen it when planes crash into fields, crash into other things. They just explode. There's nothing left but little pieces. Well, because they're so light, they fly. But they're so light, they yeah, they don't fall apart. Either. So I just hate it when you see an airplane intact somewhere, and you're like, no, that's not that wouldn't happen. If that airplane hit a building, it would just fair enough. Yeah, but it looked cool. Yeah, okay, it did look cool. And I guess <laughs> obviously that's what they were going for. Um, and then Robo Douche decides a harsh out on the mood and decides to give up because <laughs> he's like, everyone's dead. What do you mean we're just the last five or something? Um, and then Speed figures out the electricity gives away. Uh, Balgerman Franklin's presence. Jeez. <laughs> Are there more? When the, oh, yeah. When they get close. Um, and so they, they take light bulbs as warning devices because, again, energy-based. When it gets close to something electrical, yeah. it, it works. And then they decide that nighttime is a better time to travel because they see lights coming on better, which that makes sense. Makes sense because during the it. day, if they're close to something and it lights up, it's harder to see. Sure. Where at night, it obviously stands out. Even at a, better at a distance, too. So you can see him off in the distance better in the day or at nighttime. Yeah. And then uh, I can't remember if it was Judge Anderson or the Transformers chick brings up that Robo Douche shut the door and his girlfriend on his date. She died. Yeah. And I got it. Robo Douche says, uh, I agree with this. He says that we all want to be brave until something happens. Then you really know. Who you are. That who you are. Actually, it was actually very good. Yeah. and he. I was surprised. And even though I think he's a douchey character through the whole movie, and he says, I keep replaying those two seconds in my mind. and he, So it's kind of like I have to agree with that, which mm-hmm. is all he's saying is you think in your head you're a hero. You think you can do all these things. And in that split second, he panicked, feared for his life, and shut the door to try to save himself. 
And no, I'm not advocating that behavior, obviously, but he's being very legit because not everyone is a speed racer who's going to save the armless bartender who's going to die within three seconds and never get mentioned even that he's dead. <laughs> you know what I'm just saying? So it, it, was, no, it, was, it was it was actually very well written and very true. Yes. That, and even the way he said it was right. You know, we all want to be – we all think in our minds that we're going to be brave, but you don't know who you really are until the, until something happens. That's Correct. when when the chips are on the table. That's when you know what kind of person you are. Yes. Yeah. I agree. I, th- I thought that yeah. was like, wow, that's actually – not just him being super douche, like, listen, I must survive for myself and fuck you all. Or right. He was being like, you know, you don't know until the chips hit the fan. Yeah. So, you know, I thought it was pretty cool. I, I th- Not cool, but I thought that was very realistic. Realistic. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so then they decide to go shopping for better clothes and, you know, shoes for yeah. fuck me pumps, which is a good idea. I mean, they're in a mall. Yeah. It's Moscow. Clothes. It's cold. Nobody has a jacket. Allegedly. Um, it didn't look that cold. I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah. So then Anderson uh, takes the shirt off, and Speed is staring at her like a creep from across the way. I was. You notice that? Yeah, I would have stared too. No, no, that was creepy. But seriously, they could have zoomed the camera in a little yeah, more. Yeah, <laughs> for us. Yeah. I mean, we're not in the movie. No, we're, we're not. We're just looking. We're you know the outside, <laughs> and then they kind of do. So it's a little better, but not you know, not exactly how I would have framed the shot. But I guess it'll it'll suffice. <laughs> Um, and then the lights on the post start to come on in the hallway. So, again, alerting them to the, the you know, there's something there. Uh, and then the glass at the store. Oh, and then you see the ball moving along the hallway. I guess I call it a hallway. It's like a, like a massive hallway with, like, yeah. several levels. Um, and then speed stands. Of all, Listen, of all the things I'm going to do, but he stands still. Next to a mannequin, like, oh, I look like a mannequin. That's going to save my life. But he does, and he realizes that the glass of the shields him. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. he can't see it. So- but to this point, I can somewhat see him just trying to stand still because they haven't, he hasn't had the revelation of what these things see yet. Right. That comes in a couple minutes. He's still, they don't know. They don't know what they see. They, they, at this point, and say, whatever me and you would even think okay maybe they just see motion and we were all running so they knew oh there's things moving and running i'm gonna chase it so he might have just thought i'll just stand real still next to this thing and maybe i'll just think i'm still so yeah it wasn't a terrible idea no but here's my thing they've been running and then they think they've been chased so now he's gonna stand still and it won't it won't see him so why does he Instead of thinking, oh, it's motion, he immediately goes to glass. Is it uh, glass? True. True. And then, then he goes and grabs her. Why doesn't yes. he grab her and say, just stand really still? I did it and it worked. <laughs> no, he goes, no. let's go behind this glass. So, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Uh, and and say, then they would both be dead. He saves just Anderson. Right. Um, which, you know, if that would have killed him, that would have been okay as long as she survives. Yeah, I totally could deal with him being yeah. gone, but she's... Oh, and they and I, they were wearing, both of them were wearing light bulbs on chains as warning devices, which is not bad. Again, not a bad idea. Uh-huh. It's going to light up, then you know uh, what's going to be close. Um, so then, again, <laughs> for some reason, they deduce that the uh, that Baltless, uh, or Ballless, uh, <laughs> sees the electromagnetic output of people like sharks... Is what they're equating it to? Because yeah. he said he saw it in Shark Week or something. Bio, what does he call it? 
biomechanical or bioelectric impulses or something, which is true. When that we is move, how sharks see, yeah. When we move, it it sends a small electric charge to our muscles to make some do. So yeah, that's that's an actual thing. Yeah, um, and that glass is an insulator, so that's why it hit him. Um, so I guess uh, so he was right, even though he had no idea why he was right. Yeah. Uh, so they decide to go to the U.S. Embassy, embassy excuse me, and it's destroyed. Um, they go inside, and they find that it's riddled with, uh, no, they find evidence of a fight. I'm sorry. There's spent casings, riot shields. So basically, what they're showing is badass fucking Americans Murphy fighting back. till the end. Yeah. That when they entered the mall, though, did you notice that when they go into the mall on the steps, there's a couple Kalashnikovs laying there? With a few spent casings. Nah. Yeah. I saw first, there was an easy... somewhere around there. There was maybe. an earlier scene where they showed like a bridge with two Kalashnikovs. That's what it and was. And they were in the distance walking, so they didn't see the Kalashnikovs. That's, you're right. That's what it was. It was that bridge with a couple steps, and then the, they were laying there with some spent casings. Uh, and there was only like 20 rounds maybe fired. But you get in the embassy. Fuck yeah. You got a few rifles and like... Probably 800 rounds uh, yeah. of shell casings on the ground. America. They were, they were giving it. They ain't giving up that fucking fight. <laughs> yeah, they, they all die, but they ain't fucking giving up without yeah. a fight. Yeah. Which is, again, I'm going back, back to. Anyway. Going back to, why didn't they take the Kalashnikovs? Right. Again, you don't know exactly what you can or cannot do offensively against these things. And even if you hid and it didn't work, Whatever, at least you have some type of means to at least die like a man. Yeah. I mean, I'm being serious. Instead of empty-handed. Yeah. I'd much rather die with the rifle in my hand. Trying. Trying. Yep. Raging against that, uh, raging against the uh, the balls. Um, but anyway, so then they see, oh, and then uh, Robodouche picks up an M16. Remember that? And he gets scared. Yeah. And he sprays bullets oh. everywhere and misses... All four of them, even though they're yeah. I don't know how At he which misses. point I'd be like, put that thing down. You fucking almost killed all four of us. Fucking put the rifle down. Do you know how to use this? Yeah. How does he know how to use it? Yeah. Exactly. The Swedish military. What are they good Maybe. for? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. When's the last you heard of a great Swedish yeah, invasion never. or defense <laughs> of anything? Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, so so then Speed and the main cast to go to the top of the MC for a better view, which oh. is a good idea. Oh, good. Yes. Which is oh, a good yeah. idea. Yes, yes. That was another one of my, I, I won't call it a top tip because they actually say it in the movie. I, I mean, I'm not going to steal it if they actually say it, but yeah. Uh, Speed Racer, you're calling him? Speed yes. Racer says, let's go up and get a better view, which, and you know, that's, that is Really, and I'm surprised we haven't said this before. I'm very surprised we have not brought this up before. So I will call it a top tip. Fuck it. Fuck I'm it. gonna throw out like 50 top tips on this. Fuck one. it. Um, yeah, that is that is a basic survival uh, tip. Is if you're in an area where you don't know your terrain, you don't know the area you're in, you're unfamiliar with your surroundings, get as high as you can safely to get a lay of the land. See where you're at. See what you got. See where you're going. That's that's basic survival stuff. Get up high. If you're in a forest and you can climb a tree without hurting yourself. Obviously. Yeah. You have to balance out like, okay, I'm high enough without this breaking off and me dying, but I'm high enough to get a view or get on top of a hill, find a high point on a hill, or in this case, perfect. Go to the top of a decently high building. Even better. You don't even have to worry about 
dangers of falling you're in a building but uh an observation point which if that fucking dipshit you're not there yet i'll let you go well but yeah there's a there's a top tip for survival period get to a high point to see where you're at and where you're going you've seen dual survival right Oh, yeah. If it's in dual survival, it must be a good tip because <laughs> they... <laughs> because one of them runs around barefoot. No, is dual, is dual survival yes. with two dudes with the barefoot well, guy? It started off with the big, the stocky barefoot guy, Cody Lindeen, and he was teamed up with... I'm drawing black. I can picture the guy's name. It's the ex The Army guy who kind of lied. Guy, he, yeah. he padded his resume, his military resume. Oh, I didn't know any of that. Um, and then so he kind of got the old axe axe. Really? Yeah. Oh. And then they brought in a different military guy, um, Joe Teddy. I remember him. He was the big stocky guy with the goatee or the beard or whatever. Oh, that's the only one I remember. So and that's Cody. And okay. then Cody... Lost his shit and decided either quit or was fired. I don't remember. So they brought in the skinny flip-flop wearing guy. Oh he didn't go barefoot, but he had flip-flops, which oh, I kind of like that skinny little guy because he's on another show I liked called, oh, what the fuck was it? It, it, it? There's all these survival guys, and they would grab a, one of their buddies. Like it was this team of four guys. They're all survival guys, and they would grab one of them and throw them in a survival situation yes. to fuck with them. I totally know the show you're talking about. This show's great. It was totally scripted. You could tell that they, you know, the, the grabs yeah, were scripted yeah. and it yeah. was all kind of fakey, but it was it was still fun. But still, once they put them in the situation, they did legitimately have to, like, yes. survive wherever they were dropped. Yes. They had to actually get out of that, and they would monitor them and do stuff to fuck with them throughout the thing. Yeah, it was, was a good a show. It was a good show. And the, the guy, see, I only have seen maybe... Seriously, like five episodes of Dual Survival. Never saw the skinny guy come in. Never saw the first army guy that I, I didn't know any of that. So, yeah, I can't remember what that buddy survival show is called. But I don't know, but I loved it. The place that I got get to high ground mm-hmm. is the the survival man. The guy that I consider to be the uh, by far the most um, accomplished survival guy. Big Reels. No. no. Les Stroud. Yes. I'm sorry. Les Stroud's the man. Here's the problem. You have Les Stroud versus Bear Grylls. Mm-hmm. Now, it depends on what you're after. And I'm being serious. If you're after serious, legitimate survival, you want to go Les Stroud. Yeah. Sensible, Sensible. survival. Yeah. But if you want to go after, I'm sorry, after, if you want to go after exciting survival yes yeah. you've got bear grills mate true. bear grills it's true and i'm not saying bear grills is in is a knowledgeable and talented because he is he, he is. obviously is he he knows his shit there's no doubt about it but he's just so haphazard he's so that's that's something i appreciate about les Stroud. he's always like don't do anything in a lone survival situation that could possibly get yourself injured because an injury is almost certainly death yes so be be smart survive and be be careful about what you do balance your risks accordingly bear grills is like i bet if i could jump from this side of this of this uh sheer rock face that i'm on 10 feet over to that side of the sheer rock face i could cut two hours off my travels fuck it i'm gonna try it and he jumps across and you're like he's gonna die oh my god he made it but that was so not worth the risk because he would have fallen to his death but Mm -hmm. he'll do shit like that and it just doesn't make sense to me 
No. So, but anyway, but he is sensational and fun to watch. (laughs) And that's, he was catering to the sensational survival crowd. Yeah, he totally was. Whereas real survival is boring. That's why Les Stroud, not boring. I didn't, I didn't find him boring, but you're not going to get that. Oh, he just ate that or, oh, he just drank that or, oh, he just jumped off a waterfall you know, onto a helicopter or something like that. <laughs> and then back off the helicopter, back into the waterfall. That was amazing. Right. So, see, that, but we say this, that real survival is not boring, like Les Stroud style, because we love that shit. But if you're talking about the general masses that when that big survival show wave came through and it was really popular for a few years there, the masses, they want to see Bear Grylls. Yes. Only survival geeks like us want to watch Les Stroud, the actual, like, smart, legit survivalist. So, yeah. I mean, he, hey, you said it before. I ain't hating anybody that wants to, that knows how to make a buck or figures out how to no. make a buck. And Les Stroud figured, or I'm sorry, Bear Grylls figured out how to make a buck for a while, so good for him. Well, that's why that, that dual survival made it, because you had two guys arguing about survival, like they were, you know, clashing styles. Yeah. Or, yeah, this is a different take on it, but it was a little. They're trying to add a little more excitement, not maybe death of death defying, but they were at least trying to like, no, we should do it this way. Or, no, we should do it this way. Drama, drama. Yeah, they're trying to add drama to it instead of just two guys sitting there chilling. Like, oh, let's go, uh, let's go catch some food. Yeah, cool. Let's do that. Yeah, let's do, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it, I say we use this uh, makeshift bow and arrow that we made. That's a great idea. <laughs> I got a better idea. What's that? How about that makeshift spear you use? That's a good idea. Too. Hey, we can do either one. We'll no, do both. It's got to it's gotta be drama. Right. <laughs> no, we're going to do this. But but anyway, the, the main point is high ground. If you can get safely or as, you know, again, like you said, yeah. weigh the risk versus yeah. reward. But in this case, other than, you know, balls of energy trying to kill you, the building does not appear to be damaged structurally right so you can safely climb upstairs the only downside i would say is that you are a little more trapped in that mm. you can't like you know you're not gonna jump out of, well you could jump out a window but you can't you know what i'm saying you that's get what i'm saying point. that's a good point you have to run downstairs i don't know if they can quickly catch you because you're going downstairs but yeah, again risk point. versus reward and in this case structurally sound building you you have your somewhat early warning devices with the lights going on or off it would be worth it in my opinion i i agree not just because we watched the movie to go up as high as you can and survey the city and see okay where am i gonna go oh don't go there because i see this or oh this looks like a good route or oh so you know yeah it was worth it but then they decide to go to the top of the mc for a better view and they see where to go uh robo robo douche decides to stay at the doorway which fuck him whatever um, and then they use the road flares they got from the cop car to see, which was a good idea if it's dark in there. Um, then they get they find a log. Yeah. Like, yeah, like a uh, communications log. Yeah. Uh, Judge Anderson does to show that the whole world is under attack. It's not just Russia. Mother Russia. Um, they find a working radio inside a birdcage. I, I couldn't. I still can't figure out what that. Really? Go on. Well, it comes up later in the movie, but it kind of makes... Anyway, a, oh, it's, a metal that? bird cage. It was oh, a metal so bird like cage. a Faraday yeah, box. Yeah, a Faraday cage. Okay. They, they touch on later. Oh, actually, right. Well, they actually, just, they actually describe later. Okay, and I thought that, but... <laughs> I, I, now I'm really going to sound like a geek. I know this from dealing with electronics 
whatever. Um, and I know what a Faraday cage or a Faraday box is. Right. Uh, that keeps absolutely all signals from coming in or out. That's its purpose. A Faraday box is to keep anything, any signal from coming in or out. So, and that's why I'm looking at this birdcage thing, wondering what the fuck is going on. Because I'm like, okay, there's radio and a birdcage. I get it. It's keeping from the electrical field escaping and alerting the uh, the balls of fury. Yes. But it's also going to not let any signal come in. So how is it receiving anything? That's what bothered me about it. Correct. It would not be able to receive. A it signal. would work. The, it would it would get power inside there because sure. it's not being interfered with power wise like everything else. So I mean you yeah, could turn okay. it on. Okay. But to receive now it, it had an antenna. The antenna was stuck outside. It didn't. But if it was an expendable, expendable, an extendable antenna, and it was, and it was above, above the sure, you potentially could receive a radio transmission, maybe, and work, maybe, but it didn't. Yeah, no, and that metal rod that was coming up—that's what I thought it was. I'm like, oh, I see, the antenna is outside, but it wasn't. It that wasn't was to turn the knob. Yes. Yeah, that metal rod was used to turn the knob. So I, the whole thing, it's like they were 75 percent there to that making sense yes they just didn't go that extra bit to like say okay this is feasible it could work but anyway yeah uh and then they they decided to take the radio too so that becomes important later because it doesn't uh so then <laughs> well it, it does become important but it shouldn't because we just touched on it but anyway so then the gang unlocks a window that was covering a that had a door as a window sideways sideways yeah mm-hmm. it was weird when they're opening i'm like what's going on this i, I almost got like some vertigo Asher, from it asher-esque place yeah like exactly <laughs> <laughs> uh and they see that the ball that ballzillas are digging and destroying large sections of the, the large ones are ballzillas yeah <laughs> uh and they're destroying sections of the city uh so then they hear uh oh then Robo Douche goes out into the streets and starts shooting his rifle. Like they hear gunfire. Like that dude does not need to have a firearm in his hands because he just listen, I, I get bored too, but indiscriminately spraying, you know, an assault yeah. weapon everywhere is not how I uh kill the boredom. And especially when you're unaware if your if your enemy is attracted to sound or anything. And what the fuck was he shooting at? Because at that point he had not identified an enemy. He was just like creeping through the cars yes he just decided that that's how he's going to exit the building i'm a lead farmer motherfucker <laughs> just start shooting <laughs> you know what i got it i got it he's he he runs out and he's like i'm out bitches and he fires <laughs> off some rounds <laughs> that was him dropping the mic <laughs> dropping the mic i'm out bitches <laughs> uh yeah so then <laughs> so uh he, <laughs> Somebody produces a scope out of nowhere. Well, it was, he just like reaches off to the side, which I later look and see. Oh, there's a Barrett fifty sitting there. Did he just quickly remove the scope from a Barrett fifty? I thought that was a little interesting. I'm assuming that the scope was laying there because the people that were previously there were doing the same thing, observing, and using it to observe. Okay, so I'll give them because they were at the very. If you notice, at the very top of the building. Yeah. Above them was a helicopter, yep. which shows you how tall the building would be because you're going to land a helicopter. It's not going to be a short building. And it's the embassy. True. So I will give them a little leeway that somebody else had detached a scope from maybe another rifle and was using it as an observation piece. Or maybe it really was just like a spotter scope. Yes, a spotter scope. a sniper 
you have a spotter. Yes, I will. I will give them that. And I and I don't. As far as embassies go, I don't know if this is like a rule for embassies, but and I've only seen. I'll be honest, I've only seen embassies in movies, but I've also I've seen embassies in movies that depict a, a couple of the movies have depicted real life events, and it seems that they always have a helipad on top, and they always have like a like a secured observation point on top also. Something just like that. Right. Where it had windows all the way around for them to observe, you know, like maybe some fenced wall type thing. And, I mean, it makes sense that every embassy would have that because if it's in a foreign country, you don't know if that country is going to destabilize. You want a spot for your embassy where Americans are going to come and possibly be transported out to be, have a safe spot. And that brings me to another top tip. <laughs> the helicopter. In this movie, totally wouldn't apply. Because it, it has to be, you know, nothing nothing will run off of power, electricity, anything. Right. But it seem, this is going to sound ridiculous and a little unrealistic. But try to, try to learn how to operate and drive as many vehicles as you possibly can. Obviously, a helicopter is on the far end of that spectrum. But if you can... If you got the time and money and everything else or possibly have been in the military and can learn how to fly a fucking plane in a helicopter, fuck yeah, you're going to be one of those people who are just priceless. But even be even on the lower scale of that, know how to drive things, man. Don't just know how to drive an automatic fucking automatic transmission car that you just put in gear and drive down the road. Learn how to drive a manual. Yeah. Learn how to drive a manual that has different gates to it, like a fucking semi truck that has two sides to its transmission. Learn how to do that. Uh, just learning how to drive a semi by itself is difficult because it's it's not like a normal manual transmission in a car, real easy and dummy proof to do the clutch and stuff. They're way touchier in a semi truck. Learn how to do that. Learn how to drive a fucking dump truck. Uh, whatever, different vehicles that have different controls and ways to to do that. And if you can graduate to planes and helicopters, fucking you know how priceless you'll be in the apocalypse. Because there's going to be a lot of helicopters laying around because not many people know how to fly them. And if you can get from here to there in a helicopter, uh, let's just say you're one of those people that do know how to fly a helicopter. The shit hits the fan. You have a local airport nearby you, whether it be a big one or just a municipal. Then you know there's a helicopter and a hangar over there. How many people you think are running over to the he- to the airport to grab a plane or a helicopter? Not very many, but guess what? You know how to fly, so that's the first place I would go. I'd even throw a motorcycle in there. Great point. You Didn't know, even think of that. Motorcycle. Absolutely. Dirt bike even, off-road. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know how already. Maybe you don't. But, I mean, you know, something like that is, is simple. And depending on the apocalypse situation, could be just laying about. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, no protection around you like in other vehicles. But if it's something you could quick jump on yeah. to get out of the area, you know, yeah. it's worth knowing. And if you don't know how to balance yourself... Yeah, You're fucked. That's, yeah, that's a skill you have to learn. And, yeah. hey, sometimes speed and off-road capabilities can can uh, be just as good as armor. If you can be fast to get away and be able to travel across fields and shit, that can be just as good as armor. Um, but at minimum, at minimum, learn how to drive these two things. A manual transmission vehicle of, you know, even of the normal variety. Learn how to drive a manual transmission and learn how to ride a motorcycle good point yeah because those two things will be laying all over the place you know very plentiful yeah let's say the only car you come across that is that is functional uh is a manual transmission and you don't know how to drive it well you're fucked yeah uh, uh i'll bring in another movie that we haven't covered but 
a lot of people have seen it, War of the Worlds. With Tom Cruise. The yeah. Tom Cruise, I know you hate Tom Cruise, but I the do. Tom Cruise War of the Worlds, you've seen it, right? No. Okay. So in the <laughs> I hate Tom Cruise. I know, I know, but it's it's so, so bad. bad. I hate Tom Cruise so War bad. of the Worlds is so good. It's such a good movie. It really is. It's it's worth getting over the Tom Cruise thing. Anyway. No, it's not. Similar type of thing. There's like an electromagnetic pulse, knocks out everything. His van is at a shop nearby being worked on, and they had like the battery out of it at the time. So the EMP, for whatever reason, didn't fry his vehicle. He goes there and like hooks the battery back up, and he has like one of the only working vehicles that you see in the whole movie. Shit, he might have the only. No, the military vehicles. Anyway, he has one of the only working cars that you see. Now, let's just say that's the scenario, but it's a manual, and you don't know how to drive a manual. You're fucked. Fair enough. Okay, moving on. That was long-winded. Go on. I don't have a problem long-winded. I just have a problem with Tom Cruise again. <laughs> Fuck that guy. You're, all, you're like done now. Fuck it. Podcast yeah. is over. <laughs> We're done. And So then Speed and Elvis decide to chase down a robo-douche, which I'm not sure why. Why? Oh, no, I do remember why. Oh, that's right, because he understands Russian. Yeah. And the radio's transmitting in Russian. Some loop. And they wanted him to, yeah, translate it. All right. Yeah. But robo-douche sees a light on. Inside an apartment building. So that's where he's going, shooting bullets as he goes. <laughs> um, nothing. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, uh, like a couple ball creatures come in. And then so, uh, yeah, he, he's coming and then he sees a ball creature coming to him. And then he sees another ball creature coming from the side and it starts going towards Speed and Elvis. Um, and then Robo Dew shoots at the Baltic creature who's uh, chasing Elvis and Speed and he gets it to turn and come at him. So he sacrifices himself. Very heroic. Yeah. Still a douche. Surprising. Um, but again, again showing that a gun, maybe at this point, is not viable as a weapon, but at least gets their attention. Yeah, it has some effect. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, it's better than nothing. Uh, and then we see the Transformers chick starts to freak out. Apparently now is the time that she freaks out. You know what I mean? Not before. Yeah. But now. Uh, you know, because you don't know these guys, and they could all of a sudden at any moment just turn rapey, because that's what guys do <laughs> at any second. So, uh, and then they decide to make a run for the lights in the building before sunup. Uh, when they get in the building, they find a crazy Russian chick with a gun. Imagine that. Someone has a gun. <laughs> Even this 14-year-old girl has a gun. Yeah. So then she knocks on the door of a crazy Russian guy inside who's inside a Faraday cage. Yeah. They finally say what it is. Uh, he built in his apartment, covering the uh, whole place. Which, like... The entire place. The floor and everything. Like yeah. He has a stilted up off the floors and everything, which makes you think that he's a tinfoil hat wearing dude. And this has been like this for a long time. Because obviously he didn't do that over four days. Because that was a hell of a fucking project. Four days. Now, they did show other bed frames and metal things in the hallway. I think those just got stacked up recently, but his Faraday cage apartment has been like that for years. Had to be. Yeah. Had to be. Yeah, because it's everywhere. It's every wall, every bit of the ceiling. It was completely And it wasn't like it was just like his living room. It was the whole fucking place. Yeah, the whole house. So he's... Even four days for a... Dedicated guy? There's no way. It's impossible. I, so, but I, but it, it, they kind of show as they develop that Russian crazy dude character that he is. He's he's a nut. He's 
he's a crazy guy. So yeah, yeah. But then they kind of just they decide that the or the crazy Russian guy says that the balls are made of lethal wave energy, and that's why they're invisible because they microwave everything. Hmm. Is what he was kind of saying. And then, excuse me, he listens to the radio, and it says that there's going to be a nuclear sub leaving tomorrow from the river. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's tomorrow. They had missed it, even though they've been, you know, four or five days. And <laughs> Yeah, it's a good point. I put out that transmission four days ago. We're leaving tomorrow. Hey, we can, can still make we it. We can make it. <laughs> no, no. That was like last week, you dumb shits. And then the crazy Russian guy says it's basically an underwater Faraday cage, which makes sense because it's a all metal yeah tube military sub and they're yeah. made to be undetectable plus you got to so, think yeah. that underwater is not going to hurt either because that's not going to conduct electricity mm-hmm. so you know all in all sounds like a good place to be water go on <laughs> water mm-hmm. water interesting anyway go on what you have a problem with aliens coming to a planet with mostly water? <laughs> that would never happen. <laughs> aliens um, that they never show at any point up to this point. I just yeah, never mind. So anyways, they decide they're going to try to make the sub. So the chicks have a girls' night out to go gather supplies. <laughs> girls' night out. <laughs> we didn't get to finish our party the other yeah. night. <laughs> we didn't get to finish. And then the Russian guy makes a microwave gun to kill balls. I mean. I, well, yeah. I mean, putting balls in a microwave would definitely probably kill them. Yes, it so. would. Yes, it I would. God, it was good thinking on his part. And then uh, they show like the like a, one of the balls. I don't know, looking around trying to find, and then he sees the the three ladies. Mm-hmm. So you know, blue balls sees ladies, <laughs> and he's on and it. he can't stop himself. <laughs> and he goes after that because you know blue balls are good for going after ladies. <laughs> if they're good for anything, fuck yeah, that's what they're good for. So then the crazy Russian chick hides. And uh, Judge Anderson and the Transformer chick run. Well, actually, the Transformer chick says, fuck it. I'm going back to the cage. Yeah. So then Judge Anderson decides to follow. So they run back to the apartment with the cage. uh, But they can't get the cage locked, which here's my thing. Does it have to be locked, locked? Or couldn't they just grab something real quick and shove it up again so it it won't be able to see? So it's just going to start banging against stuff. You haven't seen it. Yeah. Bang against stuff before. As far as that thing goes, as soon as they walked in there and shut the door, they should have disappeared. Which they did. And if it would have turned and said, oh, well, I just saw them go that way, so I'm going to give it a shot. Boom. No, that's a wall. I guess I was wrong. Let me go look down here. No, they just, I, I can't, I, uh, never mind. And they just yes. walk away so that yeah. it can be easily blown open. And so then they decide to uh, flip over and hide behind a glass coffee table, which we established glass will hide them. Yeah. Selfishly. It works, but they're like, fuck the other guys in the apartment. Let's save ourselves. Flip this table over. Because the other three men are still in the apartment. Well, they are women. That is very true. Mm. Mm. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, And then the crazy Russian shoots uh, blue balls, and his gun works, I guess, to wound it. It shows that it has some effect on it. Yeah. Um, then he tries to shoot again, and the gun jams. I'm not exactly sure what term I would use. I don't know. It but didn't really it, he was a... like trying to like mess with it and click, click. I thought, of course, where there's a clicking, like I can't get it to work. <laughs> uh, but then, uh, yeah. Oh, and then it jams, and then they they the Russian dies, but the gun doesn't. It survives. Yeah, 
you know, because you know every that, other thing that is touched, everything disintegrates. Well, he drops whatever. it before because you know he's a courteous, yeah, guy that's about to die. Um, so then they grab the gun. The gun, excuse me. They try to escape. Uh, the transformer chick dies, and they oh, burn down right. the apartment because right yeah. before she dies, the yeah Anderson Anderson's she's fucking boss man. She jumps up from behind the table, grabs like a claw hammer, not auger, but it's got like a spike on one end. She breaks open the cage to the window so she can get out to the fire escape, punches a hole in the fuel that he has running his generators inside the house. Right. And uh, Which I also got to give him credit for. He had a generator, and then you notice he had like a piece of ducting tube yeah. that went out the Running window, the so out. all the fumes would go out, the, yeah. out so he wouldn't you know, kill yeah. himself or asphyxiate himself right so for i mean we always talk about having a bunker this was a very specific bunker but he had a Mm kick-ass bunker you know generator a 55 gallon drum fuel drum above it gravity fed no Mm -hmm. less because it was mounted above it so that it it just gravity fed right into the generator he could could obviously pour more gas in there if he needed to yeah thing on top so he could fill it when he needs to it had a hazardous uh combustible sticker on it so you know what it is safety first yeah absolutely crazy guy uh well now hold on is he our bob for this episode hold on i never caught his name yeah Yeah, russian bob russian bob yeah but now think about this honestly if you were to walk into let's say you walk into this faraday cage and you the guy's not there for some reason and you walked in and there was a generator Running with a large 50-gallon metal tank on top, you know there wasn't is. a sticker that said flammable. You wouldn't know what the hell that liquid, <laughs> magic liquid feeding into the generator was. You might just like immediately drink it. go up and dip your hand under it and drink it to see what it is. And then you get sick. And then you die. He's doing public service. <laughs> Actually, I, you don't die from drinking gasoline. I've learned that. Just, yeah. <laughs> and it was nice that you know the sticker was rotated i believe it was oriented properly it wasn't like oriented the way yeah, it would be when the tank was standing, standing up, up normal right true so that means he put that on after he mounted his tank this guy is very fastidious russian bob <laughs> russian bob is a very organized guy very organized yeah. guy uh yeah so anyway um then speed elvis and anderson encounter a techno pop band it look like to me <laughs> totally from the 80s yes that was uh that was like that was the clash from the 80s i'm pretty sure that they were in the uh rock the cashball video those guys they could have been <laughs> and then they are armed with ak's flamethrowers and rockets hell yeah that's my kind of band rpg a, fuck yeah my fucking kind of band yeah um then they decide uh, this is then they use bullets and flamethrowers to mark and hold mm-hmm. uh great balls of fire and then uh <laughs> They shoot a rocket at it to drive it away. At the point that it is going to discharge its lightning bolt uh, projectile energy weapon that it has. The thing right. that blew the hole in the bar. Yes. Because they show them do that a few times throughout the show. If they're like, if they're not just going to go up and just basically touch right. one of their victims and turn them into ash, they'll like. They, they charge themselves. You see them charge up, and then they shoot out this bolt, basically, that's a high-energy projectile. And It, it, kind of, it looked so, like a, 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 a big glob of energy that they would shoot out of the balls. <laughs> 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 
target. At their target. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it was, it would blow its oh, that's, load. That's terrible. It's charged. It's electrical. Electric charge semen. Load. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it would jizz. Yeah, I mean, it would, it you're, would. You're determined to make this aliens phallic, aren't you? <laughs> yeah. So they wait until it's good. They see it charge up when they're, you know, doing their holding pattern. And right at the moment that it's going to launch the lightning, that's when they hit it with the RPG. Because yes. apparently when it launches that lightning, it becomes vulnerable for a second to attack. Yes. Um, and go on with the rest of it. You might say what I'm going to say anyway. Uh, but I guess, uh, and then they, well, I got to hit, hit, touch on this and we'll go back to it. And then Speed finds a piece of the ball. Yeah. And he picks it up and puts it in his, ba- his purse. Yeah, because that's what you do if you carry a purse. <laughs> You, you put balls in it. You put balls in it. You find a piece of ball and you put it in your purse. You put it in your purse. Right. Because that makes sense. But they do touch <laughs> on the fact that they're that they they kind of go in further. Like I think what you're trying to say is that they're energy based. Everything they use is energy, and they have to concentrate almost and expend all their energy on the blast. So they're they're lowering their shield, as yeah. you call it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of it that way. That's probably right. Because and that even goes with them charging up like that because it charges for a second before it shoots mm-hmm. that bolt. So yeah, when it expends that energy, yeah. So we can because shield. you think about it. Oh boy, what? I, think I just walked right into another one. No. <laughs> Go on. <laughs> but when you know the balls are, are charged and they just want to shoot, they can't think of anything else. <laughs> That's very true. Definitely vulnerable. At vulnerable. That point. Just gotta discharge Charge and. It doesn't weakens that, everything else. Absolutely, and then it gets that charge off. All I can think and of, and everything's good. It's back to more back to <laughs> back normal. to happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm saying. So, uh, rock to cash ball. Rock to cash. That's ball. what we're going to call that group mm-hmm. of guys. Uh, they their clothing and and whatever the things that they're wearing all have chains the one guy has almost like a chain mail made out of wiring and keys mm-hmm. like actual like door keys uh, all over his his vest and his horse did we even touch on he had a horse no i was gonna yeah but he was on a horse too oh, okay so he's on a horse and his horse has metal plating all over it and uh, and chains that are down to the ground all over it these guys have figured it out because they the the horse and the guy or the guy on the horse took the blast. Yeah, and because they were grounded. Yeah, it went through. It didn't disintegrate them, and it just shot off into the ground. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. Yeah, that's yeah. that's the part that I really noticed about them. I mean, they've fucking thought it out. They've thought about electricity. They've thought about energy, and they figured it out. They covered themselves in a uh, basically armor, but not armor made to to. Uh, um, protecting its penetration armor that is all connected because if you saw the horse with all of its you know metal plates that had all over it they were all connected with wiring it had wire connected to everything so anywhere like a circuit board would collect the energy yes. and then discharge it right anywhere that it hits it's all connected so it's all going to go and then go to the chains that are touching the ground and discharge into the ground it's which pretty, is pretty which smart is a, is a great idea because we all know that the balls never do any penetrating only discharging. Only discharging. <laughs> so it's that's a good armor for this apocalypse. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah. So then, uh, Rock to Casbah takes them to their survival base. Yeah. Um, and then I guess through his his wit, Speed convinces the pop band to take them to the sub. 
Yeah, because at first he, doesn't, he wasn't going to, and then they decide they're going to because the Russians are there to fight for their homeland, and they want to go back to their homeland to fight for their homeland, and somehow it's a non-stirring speech that stirs them somehow and gets them to take yeah. them. Yeah, it was pretty pretty flat, mm. actually. Mm. His you know. stupid little speech. Yeah. Are they in a library? I, You know, kind it of, looked kind of like a library to yeah, me. Yeah, with the card, card, Dewey Decimal System yeah. cards. That's what I thought anyway. Or either that. Or, well, no, well no, they use the vodka decimal system over there. <laughs> so every drawer you open has a bottle of vodka in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And some cards that are haphazardly thrown yeah. in there. But then they decide to take the subway tunnel to the river because they're, I guess, less likely to encounter the uh, evil balls. And then uh, I like this. They throw out handful of light bulbs as warning devices, like way down the, yeah. the hallway. So they have to get close. It's kind of a, it's, it's an actually a good idea. Yeah. And some of them broke because when he was doing it, I'm like, he's going to fucking break all the light bulbs. That's stupid. But they showed like maybe about half of them broke and half of them didn't. So I'm like, yeah, okay. And like, I, I will half say this. And half, We've all a... probably dropped a light bulb that on occasion hasn't broke. Sure. Like they break a lot. Yeah. But throw them and they don't all. Oh, shit. Oh, oh it did break. Thank God. Yeah. He didn't just throw one. He right. threw a hand. He actually threw two handfuls. He threw like two big handfuls. Of light bulbs, and it was yeah. scattered all over the place. So you're going to get maybe half and half. Half of what you threw is still going to light up good enough. Yeah. You got your, you got your warning and device. And technically, if the glass broke but the filament was still good, it may quickly just kind of give a little pop. Sure. Just yeah. enough to like, oh, did I just, you know, like a flash to get there? Maybe. Yeah. So, I mean, so it was it's, a worth good a, idea. it's worth a try. That's yeah. all I'm saying. It's worth, it, was, it was good. Um, and then uh, they see a ball coming. And the Russian girl hides behind a pillar because all of a sudden she's frozen with fear. Yeah, she's like she's this hard ass. ass all this time. And yeah, yeah. Anyway. Almost, yeah. But then all so then Elvis decides to save the Russian girl because he's you know one of the good guys. Mm-hmm. And then he dies. Yeah. And oh, he, but this this ball was employing a new tactic. If you noticed, it was like oh, feeling out. And yeah, reaching. it was shooting out. Uh, you want to call them bolts, electricity, like electric or, fingers almost. Yeah, they're kind of electric reaching fingers that are just touching everywhere, looking for something until they grab something. And then with him, since it had almost extended this electrical or energy-based appendage, he didn't just instantly turn into dust. It seems like to turn them into dust, it has to bring them to the main mass yes. of the main energy mass of the ball. Well, but so I grabbed him and pulled him into it. Like a lasso or a whip yeah. or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And then drug him in. And, and then, then once he touched the ball, he... Yeah. yeah. He, he, be, he gone. Um, yeah. So then uh, he dies. They find a boat to take to the sub. And they, because the boat doesn't work, because in electricity, they just unmoor it and let it, yeah. you know, because the river's running the right direction that they want to go, I should say. Yeah, they, rock the Casbah leader. Smart. He said, we'll get on the boat. The river drifts drift. north. We'll drift to the sub. Which yeah. is a decent idea. A good idea, well, yeah. You, you know, you, you fucking get, it's it's this, it's a, it's a more safe way of getting there. I'll give them that. Yeah. And let's just let it drift. Um, they do run aground because obviously they can't steer it. Well, yeah. Would they, I don't know if it's electric. Are they still? I, if it's electric rudder, though, it wouldn't work. True. But I don't know. I, I don't know either. It was a pretty big boat, so it probably and it was. It was a newer looking, almost like military-esque yeah. type of boat. So it could be. Almost like a cutter. Like a yes, Coast Guard like cutter. like a very, boat. yeah, top of the yeah, line. So it might have been electronically, like fly-by-wire type of rudder. Could be. 
that's your old school mechanical right spin you had the to wheel. crank it but if they if it would have been that way they could have at least tried to avoid as much as they could but then know. again if the current is taking them a certain way they don't need power to power out of it so i don't know yeah yeah i don't know how much the rudder would have done anyway but yeah they seem to do okay they make it most of the way there before they get stuck it, it was a very good attempt it was a good idea to just to flow in the direction they wanted to go yeah and once they get on the boat is really weird when they're out on the water that no energy balls came anywhere near them. They didn't attempt at all to go out onto the water. To hmm. attack. I don't, anyway, it's just I'm sure it's coincidence. Total coincidence. They just didn't see them. Yeah. That's all. Yeah. So I guess a boat's an insulator too. So yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. The boat's an insulator. Could it be something the boat's in? Yeah. No. Water. No. What? No. An insulator? Why no. would that be a weapon? Technically, water is a conductor. True. It is a conductor. So what I'm getting at is the weapon portion of this. They've already shown that firearms don't work. They never try any other elemental device. They do kind of sort of. Kind of sort of. Yeah. But not as there. a weapon. I'm trying really hard to wait for that moment. Okay, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, because I've been wanting to say this water thing since the beginning. <laughs> uh, oh, then they show that uh, conveniently that uh, Anderson takes a flare gun. Um, then they are up on deck, and they decide that the uh, the balls are stealing our minerals. That's what they're here for. Yeah, because now they're showing these pyres of energy coming out of our Earth with basically particulate of you know earth matter kind of spiraling up around them and yeah the the rock the casbah guy says they're stealing our min- we're mineral rich is what he says yes which we are the earth yeah. is and then a building gets knocked over and it capsizes the boat which that's the only flaw i see to russian bob's bunker is that because the way they're digging mm. they could potentially knock over his building yeah but other than that he's got a pretty he's got a good setup yeah and you can't predict that anyway. No, which which no, building no, they're no. going to destroy to get to the minerals? No, you can't predict that. So, so. <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and then uh, they reach the sub by swimming. By swimming, they all get knocked in the water. They all get knocked in the water. Well, they all reach it except for Anderson. Right, she gets separated. They see the flare from, to Anderson's location because she happened to have the flare gun. Um, they decide to they go into the sub to fix the microwave gun. They said they changed some, they upped the battery so it should give it four or five shots. And now there's two microwave guns. Thank you. Because in a matter of, let's say it was a couple hours. So we'll give them a couple hours. Yeah. Two hours. They managed to make another one. Russian Bob. Well, this was his life's work. Even if it wasn't. Microwave gun. Even if it wasn't. Listen, I'm not an electrician or a computer scientist, mm. but it looked pretty in-depth and complicated now i'm not saying they didn't look at it and say oh oh this is a I good idea did I yeah this, i see where he's going yeah, here this makes yeah, sense sure i think we could reverse engineer it i think we then, could we can make some of these yeah in three seconds just to be an advocate and go along with them with them okay on a submarine the submarines have to operate completely and totally autonomously. Yes. They have to have every supply they could ever possibly need on the sub. They need to have all the things they need around to repair anything that breaks while they're on their, you know, six or 12 month tours underwater where they don't surface. Three hour tour. Yeah. Three hour tour. Um, was that Gilligan? Yes, that, that was Gilligan. <laughs> that was Gilligan. Yes. Gilligan's fucking smart. Uh, 
so yeah, they're going to have a stock room full of um what am I looking for here? Just supplies to everything repair they could possibly everything need. you can think of, wiring, this, that, everything cuz obviously a, a new age sub is full of fucking electronics. I mean, that's you know, that's how they run. Top of the line. So yes, he's going to have a stock room full of this shit. And yes, if he is like the engineer repair guy for the sub, he's going to be fucking brilliant. He is going to be an electric engineer genius. Navy so, and Air Force in America, and I'm assuming it's the same in Mother Russia, is those guys, not for every job, but most jobs are more technological intelligence-based. You have to be, sh- you know, sharper. You're not just some grunt. And I'm not, we know we're not bashing the military, but, like, I, I know how to shoot a rifle. Yeah. You've got to be a little more intellectual for some of those jobs. Yeah. And the sub is the same thing. So I'm assuming this, you know, he knows what he's doing, electronics and building yeah. stuff. Yeah. And if not, if nothing else, he's been educated and trained. Someone on the sub is able to repair every, for the most part, every aspect of the sub. Of the sub. Right. Except so for maybe the nuclear reactor, they're not going to, you know, re- retrofit it in the middle of the fucking Baltic <laughs> right. Ocean. But you know what I mean. But for the most part, they can fix any of the electronics. So he's going to look at this, this microwave gun and go... Oh, okay, yeah, 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 I get it. Uh, he did this and that, and he spooled this wire here. Here's his battery pack. Here's his energy source. Uh, you have to have a way to project it. Okay, yeah, I got it. I could see him doing that in a couple hours. Not a couple hours. Figuring it out and getting it. Oh, put, figuring it out in a couple hours. Yeah, yeah, figuring it out and kind of piecing it together, but actually building it just seems like it would take so much longer. And you could tell, by the way, that he built that one around a rifle. So he had a platform, too. So there is something else that's going to cut off time for him. Because the one that Rock the Casual was carrying, the one that they made on the sub, it had like a rifle stock in the back. Whereas so he the built, yeah, Russian bobs look like a drill. Like yeah. A, like a, or a power a tool. Power grip tool gun. grip. Yeah. So he built his basically totally from scratch, where a sub guy had a platform, had all the supplies readily available. He's probably an electrical or mechanical engineer. Eh, I guess. He does have some yeah. advantages. But within a couple hours, it still seems, eh. yeah. But anyway, so now they have two microwave guns. They have two microwaves. So they go to an old rail yard, and they start throwing out cell phones as warning devices, which, what else can you use them for? Not a bad idea. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck? At first, I'm like, what is he doing? And then it made sense. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense. Um, and then all of a sudden, they see Speed's gun's not working, and then they see a, you know balls coming, so Speed falls down. And then at the last possible second, climactically, obviously, his gun starts working. Mm-hmm. He uh, micro gun, he disrupts the ball bag. So we see a t- like a tentacle snake semen creature. <laughs> you know, it was like some weird little thing. <laughs> and then they use the gun to destroy it because they, they shattered the shield. Yeah, they, they, they knocked the shield down. And yeah. Yeah, now they can actually kill hit it with their penetrating weapons yes yeah yeah so um then they find a water truck because they see more coming and they flood the ground with the water after rock the casual just runs up and grabs it and tastes it right away oh it's water i was like what if it was sewage or gasoline do you know is that he's russian he didn't he even like st- stop no, no, no. he doesn't care he, he, the, the vodka probably that he's ingested <laughs> he's, he's like oh it's, it's, kill it's, it's okay yeah exactly <laughs> the vodka drink will kill anything <laughs> <laughs> but they flood the ground and use the water uh to cover the field and they say they're going to use the microwave gun because it'll connect them all together like a, a chain reaction yeah circuit yeah but they the, the balls don't want to get in the water because you know shrinkage 
Um, <laughs> and then the crazy Russian chick all of a sudden shows up, and she uses cocktails to drive them over onto the water because they don't know, seem to like fire either. They don't like the fire either. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we've we've established that uh, fire and water have some type of effect on them, but nobody tries earth or air. So I just wonder. <laughs> the wind and fire. If, if the avatar would have no, I'm just oh, nice. I'm going, the Airbender. Yes, the last right. avatar. Yeah, sorry. Um, so and then uh, they go over the water. They microgun them, and it shows that it somehow connects them, like the fields electronically, and it fries all their shields at once. At once, right? Which it, water's a conductor. I guess you could see. You know. Yeah. So he only had to use one shot from his microwave rifle. Instead yes. of five to break down their, all of the shields. And then they use their guns to shoot them, and they, they kill all three of them. Yeah. Because, so, uh, obviously, whatever they're made of, the snake, tentacle, semen thing, is guns work, but you, the shield protects them, the energy right. shield. So right. You have to get past the energy. Yes, yeah, so you have to get, yeah. You have to get, yeah. Got to do some work to get to the inside. To get to the, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get the balls to discharge. Mm-hmm. So then it speed. Yes, it does. It's not just <laughs> quick and easy. You gotta. So then Speed finds Anderson in a trolley car. Yeah. I guess it's like a trolley bus. A uh, bus. I don't know. But it's on those electrical wires, so it is kind of trolley-like. Yeah, that's yeah. why I called it. It was like a bus, but it was trolley. had like right. a wire, electric. And then one of the, the balls shows up, and the ball juice starts flowing, and the trolley <laughs> starts going. It charges up the trolley, the long, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The long uh, cylindrical object yes it gets it, starts, it moving that starts thrusting forward <laughs> it does it's forward. I'm, I'm helping you with the phallic thing now i don't hey. even know you don't need i don't even know why you don't need any help with it oh uh, like, no making it worse that, i'm fully fine with that. then it starts to drive away as they fight it um speed destroys the shield because he shoots like 14 microwave blasts at yeah. it one after the other but i mean i say destroys it because he shoots it and then it's, it's gone it's like it's trying to come back like i guess enough Microwave blast will take the shield out completely, like permanently. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, he's out of microwave juice or whatever. Yeah, battery, the battery's battery out. Dies, Thank you. Right. And then so, but it's it's still trying to kill them while Anderson's trying to drive the trolley bus, whatever the fuck it is, because she can't stop it. She's swerving around things, but the trolley still electrified. No, I, yeah i don't know how i don't, that's, I don't know how it works because she I'm, stayed on the i've never been to Mo- moscow so I'll, I'll give, maybe, maybe this, those things are everywhere maybe they are know. seriously but so then speed grabs his purse and is looking for another weapon to attack it and he sees cocktails but then he decides for some reason to grab the chunk of ball that he had <laughs> earlier that he found on the ground and he throws it at it at the naked ball yeah he threw one piece of naked mm-hmm. ball at the other naked yes. ball. Yes, and I think it got so grossed out. Right. you know, Because I don't want another ball touching nope. my ball. Nope, and it blew up. <laughs> I don't know if my balls would blow up, but I don't want another ball touching my no. ball, so I get it. No. <laughs> that ball alien definitely didn't like another ball touching him. Yeah, so <laughs> then they all celebrate because they killed some balls. Yeah. So then uh, Speed, Anderson, and the crazy Russian chick, they go on to the sub. Um, the pop band, Rock Casbah, decide to stay the, stay behind. They said they're, gonna, they're going balls deep on these creatures, and they're <laughs> going to take care of them here in Russia. Uh, uh, and then somehow Anderson gets a working phone because he, she had her phone, 
And they were, oh, we had the parts. We fixed it. Here you go. Yeah, parts for everything on that sub. And then she finds out her mom is possibly alive because she got a text. Yeah. Um, and then Speed and Anderson are happy. Forgot all about their best friends that just died about you know, <laughs> two hours ago. Uh, and then um, it cuts away and it shows Speed and Anderson are leading the revolution. Like it kind of. They're leaning over yeah, the map. Yeah, they're on the sub, leaning over the map, almost like they're, they're in charge. They're generals and, now. I mean, what so the you're fuck? telling me that you're gonna trust a hot piece of ass and a half-assed programmer? That's all we know them as. Yeah, and they're the leaders of the. This is revolution. they're the new John Connor. Give me a fucking break. How did and that happen? And end. Yep, and end. Finn. <laughs> yeah, ridiculous. But after a super like terrible gay kiss between the two and everything it was just terrible they they really ended it with some like seriously this movie was pretty good with some and they kind of one thing we hate is when they don't answer questions they answered a lot of questions they did did a lot of things right and yeah it seemed like they just I'm being serious like the action kind of like like it should was is just was was kind of escalating like the, it was just getting inflated and inflated and inflated, and then you got to the end and you were hoping for some type of whatever, and it just kind of felt like the balls deflated. <laughs> You're waiting for that one, weren't you? Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, now the balls are deflated. <laughs> yeah. So now it's all deflated. Oh, so I guess shit. does that or enemy strength in this case? Mm-hmm. They're invisible. Yeah. Which is you know kind of hard. Yeah, I have that one to the. They have a shield. When the shield's up, they seem to be impervious to, to everything. Like, seem to be. Seem to be. So, here's my argument that pisses me off. Now, go on. We'll and do they that. have we'll like do a, that in weaknesses. We'll they have like that. electric yeah, yeah, yeah. whips. They can grab people yeah. and like lash out and attack. Right. And, if they want to actually like have just, appendages to reach out and grab, and they can, they can like we show discharge energy balls mm-hmm. or, or blast. What do you want to call them? Yeah. Definitely a blast. Blast. Just kind of. <laughs> a very potent, potent blast. Potent j- jizz. I mean, blast. So, um, weaknesses. Uh, a microwave gun, I guess. A Faraday cage. When there's no shield. Anything. Bullets, flame. Another piece of ball. Another piece of ball. <laughs> you know, uh, water. Thank you. That's the one thing I wish they would have tried. Yes, so do I, from the beginning. Because I'm thinking, okay, energy-based, elemental, blah, blah, blah. Let's try some other elements. What? A, a Molotov cocktail. I'm sorry, a cocktail, not a Molotov. We're in Russia. We're in Russia. Cocktail. A fiery cocktail mm-hmm. had an effect on it because it's an element? Wow. What other elements are there? Let's try some other elements. They don't. None of that comes into play, and the most readily available, basic and uh, just easiest to figure out with common sense is water, and they never try water except for as a conductor at the end. Try water against it. That is my argument through this whole thing, and will be in my weapon section as well. Water. Yeah, if you I mean, get a fire hose, would, yeah, fire get any hose, type of hose. That See work. what effect it has on a hell when you're at the bar. Get the little drinky squirty thing that's behind the counter. Is that runoff electricity or is that pressure? How's that pressure? Oh shit! I don't know. That's a good know. point. But whatever, if you can find some way to actually, yeah, use water as a projectile I wish we had known anything. because I wonder if them asshats in Seattle would have been safe again because of all the rain. Ah, fuck. How is it Seattle always gets out of everything? 
fucking Fuck CPL. Pissing, fucking hipsters. So, uh, yeah, I argue that one of its weaknesses is elements, and I really would have seen if water would have been more of a weapon against it than what they showed just as a conductor. I have I believe that if you were to put water on it, it would have actually disrupted their I think I feel like it would have been. I wish they would have explored it. I mean, I'm being serious. I wish they would have explored it some. Yeah, and they don't even... Because if that's what happens when it rains, and I'm being serious, is that going to affect their field some? Like, even if it just reduces their shield, could you shoot them? What was the one? Oh, it was our very first one. It was... uh, (laughs) Aliens, them nights suck a dick. (laughs) Only thing thing that affects them is water and they come to a planet that's 75 percent water makes total sense yeah just like these aliens because i'm pretty sure that water would affect them but anyway uh survival basics you ready to move on to survival basics yeah uh air water food uh three minutes without air three days without water three weeks without food um the air is essentially safe because there's no like disease or there's nothing. It's not a biological weapon yeah. that's airborne. I think air is good. Water, um, not contaminated. But I have this for both air and water, kind of a caveat. There's people dust everywhere. We kind of hit on it. Oh. You, you know, that's you're so going to catch an STD through the air. That's so gross. But. Or in your water. But. Let's say you survive. And fortunately, unfortunately, you can decide your significant other survives and. Maybe you throw a little side action, some skank down the way, because, you know, it's the end of the world. You're like, fuck it. And then you catch an STD, and your your wife or your girl or whatever, she's like, where'd you get this from? I'm like, I think it's the people dust. Yeah. I think I swallowed I an STD. Totally got I breathed it in. I, I breathed mean, it in. You probably how have could one, she too. Deny Why are you it? mad at me? And she's like, oh, you think that actually happens? You're like, how it may else? have been in my water. How do we know? I could, the people dust in the water rehydrated it, and I got the hiv. Yeah. I don't know what you're telling you. <laughs> I got the hiv. I got it from the water. I got it from the water. Nice. <laughs> uh, food is fine. Just got to find it. You're not going to be able to cook. You have to cook it through a fire. You won't be able to, like, microwave it or turn a stove on. Unless right. it's a gas-powered stove. And and in this one, as when we say find it, uh, since basically, what would you say the percentage of the population is that's gone in this one? 90%. Well, let's say, more. I don't know how many people live in Moscow, but it's going to be the millions, and I'm too lazy to look it up right now, yeah. but millions. We'll say millions. And during the course of the movie, after the attack, after the barbarians attack and destroy everybody, um, we see a dozen people. Yeah, we'll call it a dozen. Before they get to the sub. So, Well, no, 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 I take it back. We see a dozen people, kind of, but then if you pay attention when they're in the what we're calling the library, the survival, there was cots and a lot of people there. Yeah, that's the, true. Because the, the, the pop band was bringing people in and helping protect them. So there were, were some good guys who were trying to kill and fight and do what they could. Yeah. So, But I'm still going to say it's like probably 99% thousand. of the population. So, so you go to a grocery store and it's, you know, it's like 28 days later where it's just there for the taking. Right. But the problem with that, the, the good side of that is... There's plenty to go around for mm-hmm. the population that's left. The bad side is it has to be non-perishable food because after so many weeks, a lot of the food's not going to be good. And the other bad side is if you don't know how to farm, if you don't know how to plant, grow crops, and hunt, there's – I mean, we live in a society now where 
most people, the food that they consume is produced somewhere else. And yes. they go and they just purchase it. That's how they get their food. So if you're one of those people who have lived your whole life purchasing food and never produced your own food, you got to know how to produce your own food in this because whatever, it doesn't matter how many grocery stores are fully stocked, eventually it's going to run out. And you got to know how to make your own. Or and no, no refrigeration. And no refrigeration. Because the electricity's out. Right. Because they interfere. They're kind of like an EMP, but they're not. Yeah. Because once they're gone, if they were to disappear within hours, things would come back on because you notice that batteries and everything work. So I wonder if, hmm. now I don't know. I don't know if it would blow either. out like the relays. I don't know either. They don't at really the power know. station because because they never try to. Yeah, they don't really say. Yeah, if that's if it's a total, like permanent uh, destruction of the of the system, or if it's just while they're present. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So anyway, with food, yes, it's there while it's there. But if this is long term, you got to know how to produce it yourself. Uh, a bunker, or shelter. Moving on to shelter. A bunker might. I don't know. They're digging in the ground. Yeah. Can they, they? They're okay in the basement. So I wonder if it's because the ground is insulating them. So if you have an underground bunker, you might be okay. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I think. Yeah, I think you might be right. A sub obviously work because it's like a metal Faraday. Hell, even if you could, even if you could find like a big metal container, like a, I wonder if you. I wonder seriously if you got like an an, an old. Uh, like like the uh, what are they called? Connex box. Connex box or intermodal is what they call them. Yeah, it's the containers that go on ships and then trains and then semis. Yeah, if you have one of those boxes, it's basically a big metal box. Yeah, it's it a might giant work. Faraday box. Giant Faraday box. Good call. So it's, that would be, yeah. And if you're out in the, you know, not you're away from the city and the falling debris and most of the balls, you'd you'd be all right. Yeah. Or even if you were in a city and you ran to. Like they're an old rail yard. If you found a, a newer rail yard that had some of these containers, and a lot of these containers have every that's how sh- stuff gets shipped food, water, yeah. clothing. You open up one that's got that's full of water, and another one nearby that's full of food. Hey, find an empty one to live in, drag the stuff in, and Shit, go back yeah. and forth. That's a, man, that's that's actually brings up just a good survival idea overall. Of a place to go, you know, let's just say something like this, whatever, any, even another apocalypse where most of the people are wiped out. Go to a, uh, a shipping yard that has all of these Connex boxes that are sitting there waiting to be put on semis and shipped. Mm-hmm. That's a fucking gold mine of supplies. You know, you're going to have some that are full of water, food, and other supplies, and you can live in one. Yeah. Man, that's a good idea. Shipping yard. Yeah. Shit. Huh. Now's going to be run on the shipping yard. Way to go. Yeah. Damn. Never mind. Don't go to the shipping Don't. yard. Terrible, Terrible idea. idea. It's a uh, something. Smells just, and yeah, boxes. Right by the and, water. Uh, fish. Terrible. And, terrible. Uh. <laughs> um, that all we got for shelter? Yeah. Weapons. Squirt gun. A microwave oven? If you just open the door? I don't know. Like, Ooh, that's a great idea. Like if idea. you could break the door so the little tabs are in there and then open it and turn yeah, it on. Just could you let hold, it run? Let it run and like point it away? Could that disrupt? Or like, if you're, okay, so so Russian Bob is in an, an basically an apartment building. Just go to all the other apartments, steal all the microwaves, 
plug them in and then just have like a ring all the way around shooting microwaves outward, you know, rig yeah. the doors like yeah. you just said, rig the doors where they're, they're open and they're just and they're just pumping out microwaves. You got You have your own shield now. They I can't wonder, come near you. I wonder if they would like, oh, it hurts. Stay yeah, away. I'm not going over there. Man. We kind of touched on it. Like a fire truck. I would like to have seen them spray yes. water at it. Even if it just like shorted and ran away. And it's okay. It's not a offensive weapon. It's more of a defensive to keep them back. Sure. I like to just know. Yeah, me too. I wanted to know what the effect of water was. And I, I'm convinced that water would have been, like you said, if not an offensive weapon, at least defensive. At least would have driven them away. So, And, and it looks like a machine gun is effective-ish. Like it kind of it, it impacts them and draws your attention or kind of pushes them back a little bit depending yeah. on how much in your rate of fire. Yeah. So I wonder if like a good belt fed machine gun would for be a enough weapon to anyway. suppress them, to keep them back. And maybe you could get out of the area or then maybe throw some pipe bombs or rockets if you found them or flame, just something. That's the other thing that I, that I was saying earlier. They never touch on anything much above the point of an RPG, which granted an RPG expends a lot of energy on, a, on its explosion. Um, what if you go with something even more energy than an RPG? I don't know if a Barrett 50 necessarily has, left 50 cal has more energy, but it has more focus energy, I would say. Yeah. Because it's more fo- I wonder if they, did you see the Barrett 50 that was sitting I next did, to yeah. the yeah. observation window? I wonder if they hit it with one of those close range, what kind of effect it would have. I don't know. Or even lower energy. Maybe it was the actual energy of the projectile itself that made it disintegrate. Maybe something that's, fuck it, like an arrow. What if shooting with an arrow was a low enough energy, like it wasn't, you know. I don't know, would the shield still dis- disintegrate it, though? That would be my only question. I'm not saying it would, I'm just asking. I don't know, I'm thinking. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway. But Different I, options. Yeah, but they did mention that all the planes and the missiles and stuff were disabled when they hit because it was like an EMP and everything yeah. shut off. So you can't go too, but you could, I think a, a missile missile might work. Yeah. That'd be a lot of energy, but they're disabled. So, yeah. anything else? Weapons? No. Well, like you said, just to have basic weapons just to protect you against other people. Yeah. Because you never know how other humans are going to act in this world. So even if you're fighting a an apocalypse, or even if it's an event where you're not fighting an actual enemy, or you do have an enemy where conventional projectile weapons don't affect it, still have a couple. For other humans. That could have been an evil pop band that you come across. Yeah. You know? You oh, never shit. know. Uh, <laughs> I can't even think of an evil pop band. <laughs> any boy band that you can oh, think of. Oh, there you go. <laughs> nice. It could have uh, been Miscellaneous. Any? Uh... Uh, I think I already covered them. Energy-based life form. No weight. Yeah. No. Oh, for a section I have on here, just a tool or item that would be good to have with you at the time, because we talk about carrying certain items on you. We always carry a pistol. We always carry, you know, uh, you turn me on to this, have a lighter, have a source of fire. Great idea. Knife. Absolutely. Always have a knife. But another one that we both carry that a lot of people don't is a flashlight. Yeah. A little pocket flashlight. That would have been great in this apocalypse. Would it have worked or would the battery not worked? As a warning device. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd you, got, be good. you got it on you anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, take your little flashlight hanging on a lanyard around your neck the way they do, and now you have a warning device. 
Um, but there's so many other ways where a flashlight's good to have just for, you know, certain situations. Another thing that'd be good to have is either a uh, a Leatherman. Like some people wear it on their belt, like a little pouch, or even like a small Swiss Army knife just because screwdrivers. I mean, like a Swiss Army knife has a little different screwdriver attached. Just in general, not for this, but like say you needed to, I don't know, take a couple screws out of something to pry back a panel to get in somewhere. Yeah. You don't have any tools. You never yeah. know. And a knife doesn't do everything. No, a knife so doesn't do sometimes everything. Sometimes you need specific tools. So, so But yeah. for this one, my, my, I think the best thing miscellaneous that you could take, why are you looking at me like that, is... I have a feeling something's coming. <laughs> a bicycle, because it doesn't have to run on power. Okay. You could pedal it somehow. Surround it with a plexiglass box, and he'd never see you as you're riding down the street. Nice. Don't nice. know how you'd build that, <laughs> or how you'd get in and out like a little flap. What the? Have you ever seen those recumbent bikes <sighs> that have that like aerodynamic covering on the outside of it? One of those. They're few and far between, but one of those. What do you have one? No, you have one in your garage. But I make fun of them when I people when I see one. <laughs> oh, I totally. I don't do know if too. I want to survive the apocalypse if that's what I have to ride <laughs> yeah. to survive. Never mind, I'll die. <laughs> Fuck this thing. I, I do have some very little, but I do have some type of reputation I'd like to <laughs> and pride. <laughs> yes, I'd like to take into the apocalypse. Uh, rate it one to ten. Oh shit! Uh, I hadn't even considered the rating. Um. As I said, the energy-based life form, that didn't come from me. That came from one of those science shows years ago. And I think that that is a strong possibility. There could be energy-based life form out there. And it's been uh, speculated several times by uh, whatever alien apocalyptic type people that one of the reasons aliens might come to our planet is to mine something. If not humans, there might be an element here that they need. It like just, water. Yeah, like water. It might just be there are water that they need. Uh, it could be any number of elements because Earth is a is a mineral and element rich orb. It is. Yes. Um, so a- aliens come here to mine something in an energy based life form. Shit. Yeah, I'll give it a I'll give it a seven. I give it a seven, and I, th- I think the the effects of no technology that kind of mimic an EMP. If, yeah. or, or or a giant solar flare. Oh, good point. Would be accurate. Now you wouldn't have the dead people. You'd have people, you know, trying to survive. Yeah, which would be fucking it almost worse. Yeah, because you'd be people killing people Holy and fighting shit. people. But the the lack of technology. Yeah. <clears throat> excuse me. I think that's a legit portrayal. Yeah. So, and okay. and I'm not. Who knows what's out there? There could be energy based life. I. You know, who knows? Yeah. We, we're, in a way, meat bags that are powered by electrical impulses. True. So it's, I'm not going to say no. Yeah. There's so many millions and billions of planets and solar systems. And, I'm, again, I don't think they're coming here to probe people's asses and whatever, but you never know. All right. How can we say they're not out there? So, you got anything else? Or is that? Uh, I think that's it. All right. Well, uh, until this was T. So, you. Yeah. Next next episode will be letter U. We're getting near the end. Uh-huh. So, mm, getting near the end. <laughs> first near end of the first season. That's crazy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, well, until next time, I'm Drew. I'm Frank. And enjoy the apocalypse.